The strong ISM data released yesterday in the U.S. boosted the hawkish Fed expectations and sent the U.S. two-year yield back above the 5% level. The U.S. dollar also strengthened. So now the U.S. dollar's appreciation just started gathering some reaction from around the world, especially the Asian countries. The Japanese, for example, said that they would stop the Japanese yen's bleeding if the sell-off in the yen went just too far. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily market talk. So yes, the Eurozone services PMI were super, super disappointing in August, released earlier this week. Yet the ISM services index printed the strongest expansion across the Atlantic Ocean yesterday. The US ISM services index actually flirted with the 55 level employment, new orders and ISM prices all showed significant progress last month as well. So the strong ISM data released yesterday in the US bolstered this speculation that the Federal Reserve could maybe, but just maybe, opt for another interest rate hike before this year ends and obviously keep the interest rates at these restrictive levels for a longer period of time. Duh, because the US economy remains just too resilient and so resilient, in fact, that there is no reason for the Fed to soften its hands. So that's the view that pushed the US two-year yield back above the 5% mark. The US 10-year yield is still around the 4.30% level. Oh, and by the way, the US yield curve actually remains deeply inverted, which is normally, but I say normally, taken as a sign of an upcoming recession. But, but that yield curve is now inverted since more than a year now and well the resilience of the US economy actually does continue surprising the market and investors and recession doesn't seem anywhere around at least in the data so the US dollar index extends gains toward the 105 level at 105.40 while traders will have to decide whether the US dollar deserves to reverse its yearly bearish trend and step into a medium-term bullish configuration or not now if even though Fed's Waller sounded happy and quite satisfied with last week's weakish economic data, both in terms of inflation and the jobs market in the US, while the Fed's James Bullard said that the Federal Reserve should stick with a plan of one more interest rate hike this year maybe in November? Well, for now, the market is still positioned for a no rate hike in the US this year, but with data strong like the one that we see right now and oil prices rising at the speed that we see right now, well, we could see that idea change in the next few weeks. And in this context, well, the Bank of England's Bailey also seems to be quite worried about what's to come in terms of inflation numbers in the UK, because he said that he said that, well, it's possible we will get a tick up in inflation in the next release. Well, you know what? We sure will because crude oil jumped around 30% since the end of June. Brent crude consolidates gains about the $90 per barrel psychological level. And the US crude is at $87 per barrel level with little conviction from the bears to counter the positive trend after the latest API data showed yesterday around 5.5 million barrel fall in US crude inventories last week. And even 
even even if this crude oil rally stops now well there will be consequences for the next inflation readings around the world and of course of course the US dollar's appreciation also adds an additional layer of complexity for the rest of the world as not only the crude oil prices rise themselves but the US dollars also get more valuable so buying oil in US dollars gets double more expensive for other countries so the big Asian economies are now reacting to the US dollars renewed strength China for example defends its Chinese yuan by offering forceful guidance with its daily reference rate while the Japanese, well, they issued a strong warning this week, telling investors that if the dollar yen continue to rise further, well, they would intervene. But in way, the dollar yen hit the 147.80 this week and consolidates above the 147.5 level this morning. But of course, the upside potential is clearly limited as the Japanese have been quite vocal about the fact that they won't let the US dollar yen hit the 150 level. Elsewhere, the dollar cat advanced to the highest level since March as the Bank of Canada kept its policy rates unchanged at the 5% level when it met yesterday. So that move was expected or that unmove was expected. And despite the rally that we see in energy prices, the dollar cat is still uh, trending high. Cable, on the other hand, slipped below the 125 level and console days below this level this morning, while the sell-off in the euro dollar slowed into the 107 support. So we're asking, what's next? Well, as you know, I think that the European Central Bank, those may have just gone a bit ahead of themselves on the back of the recent weakness and visible weakness in the economic data out from the eurozone. But the fact that the softness in inflation is at jeopardy in Europe actually means that a European Central Bank pose this month is not necessarily warranted. And this is what the ECB's not came to highlight yesterday. He actually said that the markets are perhaps underestimating the chance of an interest rate hike next week from the ECB. He reminded investors that a rate hike is still a possibility. It is just not a certainty. Still in the hockey camp from the ECB while Peter Casimir also said that one more interest rate hike from the ECB should happen. But I obviously do understand that that 11% slump in German factory orders to actually make these European Central Bank hawks sound less powerful into next week's ECB meeting. But you just have to keep somewhere in the back of your mind that the economic weakness is actually needed to slow inflation. At least this is what the economic theory tells us. Therefore, the European Central Bank hawks will do everything and fight for their last 25 base point hike this month. I mean, look, even in the US, while the Federal Reserve's beige book released yesterday actually did confirm that the US economy and the US jobs market slowed in August, although the strong ISM data that came yesterday will actually confuse investors about that slowdown in the economy. And there is now a growing chatter that the Federal Reserve could double its growth projection when it will publish an updated outlook later 
this month and i really really hope for the rest of the world so the rest of us that that does not happen because otherwise the us dollar will just go crazy and we will all be suffering from it now in equities the s&p 500 didn't like the rising yields in the us and slipped below the 4500 psychological level yesterday and also below its 50-day moving average nasdaq 100 also fell 0.88 percent as apple died more than three and a half percent yesterday on a report that the Chinese government agencies ban their staff from bringing iPhones and other foreign branded devices into the office. Now, note that this is not something new for Chinese. The Chinese government employees were always kind of expected not to bring their iPhones to the office and that's been going on since the Trump era trade war, believe me. But the news was obviously perceived as a further escalation of the technology war that's going on between the US and China. Amid, obviously, other news on the wire, including, for example, Huawei's unveiling a new phone that is powered by a chip that appears to be the most advanced version of the China's uh, homegrown technology today. So this is what the New York Times writes as a demonstration of power that the US chip export ban towards China is not holding the Chinese companies back from progressing and making innovations. And the announcement just came in the middle of U.S. Commerce Secretary's goodwill tour in China. So just telling you, the problem is still the technology war is not China's only problem, unfortunately, because you have the investor and people's confidence crisis, property crisis, and deflation worry. So these are big, big problems. And well, released this morning, Chinese trade data actually confirmed a fourth consecutive month of drop in Chinese exports. That's bad news. Although the drop in exports itself was lower than expected by analysts, well, well, note that China's share of U.S. imports fell to the lowest level since 2006. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshka, and thank you for joining me, and thank you for all your beautiful commentaries. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful, and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions, and your questions below as usual, and follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.